BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Hey everyone, it's Marcos Villegas, and today's guest is the undefeated and undisputed world champion of two weight divisions, Clarissa Shields. Shields defends her middleweight title on February 5th in Cardiff Wells against Emma Cozen as she speaks on her 11-month hiatus from a boxing ring. Clarissa, who also competes in MMA, opens up on her first loss in that sport, one that she admits was a hard pill to swallow. She looks to a mega fight in the UK in boxing with arch-rival Savannah Marshall, as we discuss where the animosity between the two athletes comes from, as well as much more. Enjoy. Hey everybody, how's it going? Marcos Villegas being joined here with Clarissa Shields, who returns to the ring on February 5th in Cardiff Wells to defend her middleweight titles against Emma Cozen. Clarissa, thank you so much for uh, joining me. It's been a while since we've seen you in a boxing ring. Yes, since March. (laughs) How is it? Um, I've been doing a lot of sparring. I'm just shocked how sharp I still am and just how much, much power I have now. But the MMA training definitely helped me in my boxing now. Uh, in, in power or in whether, uh, what other areas? Huh? Like in, in uh, the power of your shots or in what other areas did the MMA help? No, I mean power of my shots, power of my legs. Um, because there's so many different mixed martial arts you have to do for MMA. And I'm always just training, training, training. So now that I'm doing my boxing camps, I can, I can just feel my strength in sparring and I can just feel my strength, you know, even when I'm hitting the pads, I just feel like I'm stronger. The, the training that you were doing for MMA, obviously, you know, MMA, there's so many other aspects that are incorporated, but the, the actual like strength training, how different was it compared to what you do for boxing? The strength training for MMA is jujitsu and wrestling. That's the strength training. So always having a, 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 another body on you that's either your size or just a little bit smaller. And I don't think people realize, like, you know, try to fight, you know, try to box and have somebody on your back, right, carrying someone else. That's kind of how MMA is. You know, you're sitting here trying to fight somebody, and they're trying to do something different. They want to lay on you. You have to use all these different body parts, you know, to to win a fight. It's just it's, it's a, I mean, like apples and oranges. It's, it's really two different sports, but 
MMA can is like a what is it when you when you just you always using every muscle of your body like just throughout the whole fight instead of just the you know just the fist a little bit. Mm, mm. Do you feel because of this that uh, you know you've gotten stronger? It'll correlate now to uh, you hurting your opponents more and getting them out of there. I think that MMA will help me uh, with that, and I think that also just the strategy and you know at me me adding the new coaches to my team with the with the different eyes. We have Coach John David, of course, and then Coach a uh, GT a uh, Gerald a uh, Gerald Tucker, and I think those I mean I think I think those coaches putting they, putting their eyes together. We've been really working on just like me settling down, picking my shots, still keeping that speed, still keeping that power in those in those combinations, but knowing when it's time to dig those shots. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. You're like in an interesting, I don't want to say place, but it's like interesting in terms of like, I don't get to talk to people that have done the two sports. And, and I like like the nitty gritty stuff, like with the training, like how, okay, you know, how is it on this side? And then and also on the other side, in terms of that, you know, given that it's been what, I think a year since you've had a, a boxing match. And I think at uh, when the other one that you had um, at the end of it, you said that you weren't really... Well, I, I quote you, I think uh, you said uh, you didn't perform the way you wanted to because it was a year. Yeah. Yeah. How do you avoid that this time around? Just more and more, uh, more and more sparring, you know, and actually like it's been an eight week camp. I've sparred more than I sparred any of it, any other camp really. And I was only able to spar once before I fought against Marie Eve care because of the pandemic. But, um, but now that this fight is here, I get to go to different gyms and, you know, get sparring in, in Detroit, you know, get, get sparring in Las Vegas. Like I've been getting a lot of sparring. I've been training and um, I feel very, very sharp. And I feel like it's going to be a different performance than what you guys have seen before. Like I know I look different every fight, but this fight is going to be, I think something special. Mm. Well, it, it will lead to a, a bigger promotion for the fight that uh, I think it's it's leading to with Savannah Marshall, right? Yep. You know, g given that, like, what do you like her? Like, I've seen you guys like going back and forth in Twitter. Is that just like to promote a fight, or, or is it like something about her that like kind of you don't like? You know, I think I think Savannah Marshall is soft. You know what I mean? Because when she sees me in person, she's re really really nice. And, you know, want to take pictures and want to do interviews and stuff like that. But then she gets on the Internet or wherever and says, you know, she'll knock me out in two rounds. You know, I'm not better than her. I only got to the bills, bills because she didn't get to him first or, you know, something like stupid stuff. You know, trying to like, trying to down my, down my accomplishments, you know. And it's like, I work very, very hard. So it's like, I'm kind of like, I like I don't like her, but it's like I just want to beat her and just show her that, you know, no matter no matter what happened in the amateurs, that I'm the better fighter out of us, period. You know, but I don't know. I, I can't say about I guess I can say this because I I do dislike her, but I don't hate her, if that makes sense. Do you think this is all stemming from the amateurs? The the, the competitiveness between both you guys? Um, Candy, Candy, like, you know, I think that she's been building her whole career off saying she beat me in the amateurs and hasn't done shit in the pros, <laughs> you know, and that's just being real. Like, I'm a 12-time world champ, three-time division world champion, faster than any other boxer in history, and then the only two-time undisputed champion right now. 
So therefore, you compare my resume to hers, one-time champion. I mean, make it make sense. You know, but um, as far as an amateur though, she beat me right before the Olympics, right? Mm-hmm. So I was 17. Three months later, I was Olympic champ. I never lost a fight after that. I'm like 50 something and I'm like, I'm at like a 55, 56 win streak. If you add my amateur wins plus my, you know, professional wins, I think it's 60. I lost my 26 fight for her. So I was 25 and 0. Then I became 25 and 1 after I fought her. I left the amateurs 77 wins and one loss. And now I'm 11 and 0 in a pro. So therefore, and I won every major tournament after that. And she was there. So I don't, it's definitely levels, but it's kind of like a, it's like a blessing that she did beat me then because if she didn't, then who would I have a super fight with? There you go. Yeah, exactly. And I think it it brings that much more extra out of you and her too. Like the the back and forth also. I'm going to go out there and do to her what I do to everybody else. I don't really get too, too caught up in the banter. You know, like I'll, I'll, I'll talk my trash or whatever, but a lot of it, a lot of it is the truth. She is a one-time champion. That's the truth. Mm. What needs to happen in order for that fight to, to happen? Obviously, you have to win this fight coming up against yeah. Emma, but you know what else has to be put in place in order for this fight to happen? I have to win this fight against Emma Cozy. Savannah Marshall has to win her next fight, and then we're going to clash. It, the no ifs, ands, or buts. That's, that's the next fight. You know, unless she says she injured or something comes up on her, up on her end, but everything will be all good over here. We already cleared the schedule for the first half of the year. In the last, in, in the rest of the year, be for MMA. Oh, okay. So you are going to continue with the MMA? Yep. Because a, a lot of people have said, like, why not focus on, on, on the boxing part because of what happened in the last fight that you had in MMA? What happened? I lost a split decision. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's so bad about that? I want to like I submitted or my arm got broke or I got knocked out, but I didn't really get hurt that fight. And I learned a lot from that fight. I feel like I won. A lot of people feel like I won a fight against uh, Abigail Montez. And um, I still got some growing to do. You know, nine months and I have two fights. Like, I skipped the whole amateur MMA program. I just turned pro. So, you know, therefore, um, I think I'm doing a great job. And I still have to just keep learning and getting better. But the more time I put in, the better I'll be. So I want to be ready in 2023 to go for the PFL championships. But I just have to put in so much time, you know, for the training. So half of this year and then beginning of next year. And then we'll see what happens in August. You know, I like that. I, I like that approach. I, I really do, because I, I think it's it's really rare for for people. If they were in your position from a different sport going into that for that to happen, I think a lot of people would be like, ah, maybe this is not for me. Uh, what would you attribute like the, the positivity and also, you know, the, your, your attitude, like, no, like, I still got a lot of learning to do. I, I'm not going to let this get me down. I'm going to keep going. I want to do this still. Yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'm doing it for myself. I'm not doing it to please anybody else. If I was doing it to please, to please people, nobody wanted me to do it. I mean, my family, my boyfriend, none of them wanted me to do it. And it was more like, it's something that I had to conquer. Like, I feel like me making a huge comeback in my first fight showed me that I can do whatever I, whatever I put my mind to. Even the second fight, she took me down. Guess who got back up? Like, boxers aren't supposed to be able to get back up when they're, when they're taken down. But I got up, and I landed punches. I landed kicks. 
Um, and I did a good job that fight, you know, despite everything I went through in, through in camp, like two weeks or three weeks before our fight, I got headbutted in camp and had eight stitches in my head and couldn't even train for the last week and a half leading up with the three weeks. That we, uh, so for a week and a half, I couldn't train. And then another week and a half, I was able to train, but I, but I couldn't spar or, you know, even wrestle or do jujitsu because we didn't want to mess with the cut, you know? So I think I did great. And, you know, nobody know like all the stuff that I was going through, but hey, at the end of the day, I could have called that fight off and pushed it back months and months and months. I decided to fight, get it out the way. I did my best to win. I came up a little bit short and got a split decision loss, but just because you lose something don't mean that you just quit and go back to what you're great at. It's like, yeah, I'm great at boxing, but also I believe that I have the potential to be PFL world champion. So I want to chase that. You know, that that's, I think that's an important thing for, for those of you that are watching. I, I think that really, that's what separates you from other people, Clarissa, is that, uh, that mindset uh, and also being open for those things to happen as well. Yeah, look, it was scary. You know, one, uh, one thing is my biggest fear has always been losing always been losing it's like I, I hate to lose and I know how people treat you when you lose but the split decision loss of MMA just showed me that those who really rock with you will still be around you know and everybody even from the boxing fans to MMA fans everybody has so much respect for me for even getting in there because I can just continue to beat these girls in boxing and just say well I'll ever go to MMA I could I could win but I've been actually going over there fight, fighting under their rules with their gloves against their fighters and doing a hell of a job. So I just think that um, you gotta do whatever your heart tell you to do, but I'm not saying it's easy, but I'm definitely gonna just keep doing it. No, you're staying positive uh, over the situation, but you no, know, you're you're an athlete, like you said, that you're not used to losing, that your, your biggest fear is losing. Was it hard to lose that fight? Yeah, 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 it was, it was really hard, it, it was. Um, I cried in the back. You know, I yelled in the back. I probably threw a chair, you know, but he just was like, I wasn't, it's so weird. I wasn't even mad about, what was it? How do I put it? I was mad that the fight was so close and I just kept beating myself down because I was like, why didn't you do a little bit more? Maybe if you would have done this or that, you could have won the fight, right? And then I just thought about how I was mad at myself for how I allowed myself to get head butted during the during the camp to where it took away two weeks of my, you know, two weeks of my training. You know, so I was more mad about that. I wasn't mad like, oh, I got beat up by Abigail, you know, she beat me up. I'm so destroyed. It, it, it wasn't that. It just was like I felt like all that hard work that I put in, that it was a waste. That was where I was mad at. But I got over it quick and got right back to training. For some, you know, it's, I think it's different because it happened in a different sport, but like, I know like with some boxers, when uh, they lose the O, like they, they question themselves sometimes as fighters and they question the confidence in themselves. I would imagine that none of that has carried over because you're so good at boxing and boxing is your thing or, or was there maybe like a little, like, you know, a little moment that where you're like, ah, oh, man, like, you know, no, nah, I always knew, well, one, 
I am undefeated in boxing, in boxing and MMA, I have come to terms and I know it's apples and oranges. It's different, you know, and I am great at boxing. MMA, I have to still learn. If I was to able, if I was to be able to say I put in 15 years in MMA, I would like I believe that I will be world champion with my work ethic and how quick I learn things and everything. If I have 15 years in MMA, I believe that believe that I would be able to, to be, be world champion. But to only be there nine months of training and have two MMA fights, I mean, it's like 15 years, 10 months, you know. So that's just the difference. That's just the difference. But um, I don't I don't have any um, lack of confidence. I still go out there and spar and land my shots, and I know boxing, you know. But MMA, like I said, is is different. It's very very different. I didn't travel the world and do MMA. I traveled the world and and, and, and fought boxing in the Olympics, World Championships, Continentals, all over the world, boxing. So it just takes some time to actually learn it and kind of just submerge myself in MMA. But I believe that if I if I keep working, that I can do some great things. You've had fights now in MMA. You've had fights now in, in boxing. I know a, a big subject uh, recently with MMA is like the fighter pay with a lot of their champions. What's your take on that, given that you've had, you know, purses in MMA now and purses in boxing? I still get paid more in boxing than I do for MMA. But um, I love the fact that the PFL gives you the chance to fight in their tournament in the PFL tournament and to win the million dollars. You know, you can control your, control your own destiny. Um, now, a million dollars is a lot of money. So I don't know about, uh, you know, the MMA fight, and I really can't, you know, I really can't speak on it because it, it showed that Francis Ngannou made $660,000, I think. Which blew my mind, given that he's the heavyweight champion of that organization. I was just like, wow. But it, it also makes me wonder, like, is it, is it, is it true? Like, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes they put numbers out there, but. That's very it, true. It, you know, so I don't know. I don't know the inside business of MMA enough to talk about it, but I know that they should be getting paid a lot of money because what they do is very, very, oh, what we do, I'm going to invite it to, <laughs> what we do is very, very dangerous, you know, so, yeah. Ngannou yeah. um, has been maybe hinting that he wants to try out boxing. What do you make of that, seeing that you're an athlete that went from boxing to MMA? What do you think about him maybe doing that? Um, I think it's a, I think it's a great move. I think he takes the move serious. You know, getting in there with the big boys like Tyson Fury, Deontay Water, Anthony Joshua, Usyk, those guys have impeccable skills. And just know that, you know, 25 minutes compared to 36 minutes is different. You know, and uh, you got to be in really, really good shape. He got to have speed and combinations. And uh, it's going to be hard for him to just throw his punches because he know how, how he can take advantage of guys, kicking them and taking them down. So he had to, it's a mental switch that you've got to be very, very powerful to have. He has to be careful doing that because it's dangerous. You got the big boys, Anthony Joshua, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Usyk. You know, those guys throw a lot of punches. They're in good shape. And, um, you know, 25 minutes is different compared to 36. So I feel like um, if, if I was in Ghana to, to take it serious, I think he needs to get his wind up get the combinations going 
uh, spar, you know, getting in a spar with big guys and just check his endurance there. And um, I think train at least eight months to a year before you go messing with the world champs. It's different if you're going to come to boxing and take low-level fighters and kind of build your way up. But the stature he's on, they want to throw him in there with the with the Lions. And the Lions are Tyson Fury, AJ Usyk, and Deontay Wilder. Yeah, that I, I would think that uh, for him to jump right away into that, I, I wouldn't advise him to do that because it, that's a big level jump really quick. Listen, I'm not going to have a man calling out Kayla Harrison and calling out <laughs> Amanda Nunes. I mean, I feel like I have the potential to fight them, but with years of training. <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty crazy, though, if you did do that. Because, uh, yeah. you know, obviously stand-up, you would think that – because he has heavy hands, and if he lands, you know, anything can happen. Anything can happen at heavyweight. But, but there is but skills, though. Skills, yes. You gotta have skills to land. And also, too, when you get tired in boxing, a lot of boxing matches where, like, knockouts come is from the fighters not being beat down, but from them being fatigued. Once you get a fighter tired, either from punching him to the body or him throwing a lot of punches and gassing himself out. After that, Whenever you hit the guy, it just seems like everything hurdle. And then that's when a stoppage is coming when, mo when most guys are fatigued. You don't really see guys getting, getting stopped in like first and second rounds, not in world championship fights. In your opinion, why, do you, why is it that the male boxers don't want to go and have MMA fights? Yet you've done it. Amanda Serrano's done it. You know, why is that in your opinion? One, they make too much money and they're coddled. That's why. They're coddled. You know? <laughs> yeah, if, if, if they lose a boxing match, they don't get paid less than the next person. It's like they still are getting back and getting taken care of. Women's boxing, you lose a boxing match. Hell, you don't know. You may not see that fighter for another two to three years or something like that. But it's like the men don't, the men don't have to do that. You know, I feel like women fighters, we we are always continuously trying to prove that we're fighters, right? And now you become the ultimate fighter when you do stuff that the men won't do, like MMA. Like any guy who I think will come to MMA, I'm trying to think. Have I ever heard anybody talk about it? I think probably AJ, because I think he has a wrestling background and also boxes. I think AJ could do great in great in mixed martial arts Terrence, but i think terrence has a wrestling background has a wrestling yeah. background yep him too but it's a very very tricky sport and it's dangerous it's dangerous i mean those guys don't want to get kicked they don't want to get slammed they don't want to get laid on they don't want to get submitted and look i agree but also too it's so much hard work to be an mma fighter and to actually win those fights even at the lower scale it's, it, it just takes so much, and those guys don't have to do it, so they're not ever going to do it. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's such a difficult sport, and it, the like the injury rate is a lot higher because there's so much going into it: wrestling, jujitsu, muay thai, boxing, like everything. You know, where it's like you're constantly beating up your body every single day, even more so than than maybe other combat sports. Yeah, well, it depends on how you train too. Like, so I train smart because I know that you can get injured, you know. But I try to still learn this stuff, and it's very, very hard to go live 
in MMA, like to where you, you know, it's like the same boys gonna be in a fight. It's very, very hard to do that because of injuries and so many different mixed martial arts. So that's why I say that it's gonna, boxers don't wanna do that. I mean, I wanted to do it to challenge myself, but I don't think any man boxer in boxing is gonna do it. I mean, we had James Tony, but not like a guy like Canelo, Jamil or Jamal Charlo, Earl Spence, those guys are not going to MMA and a rightfully so. Look, I agree. Like, hey, it's dangerous, it's hard work. And hey, if you don't have to do it, don't do it. You know, keep calling the guys out to the boxing ring. <laughs> My final question for you, Clarissa, is in an ideal world, when you know your career is over, what goals do you want to have accomplished? And what do you want your legacy to be? Inside the ring or outside the ring? Inside the ring and outside the ring. It's so many to name. I guess I'll start with inside the ring. Inside the ring, I just want to be known as the best skilled female fighter, right? And I want to be known to never back down from no challenge, to go anywhere and beat the champions. Um, and just really show that, you know, you can be a vicious fighter and be and be pretty, but also go out there and be fan friendly, right? To where to to where the fans love you and they respect you. Um, inside the ring in the cage, I want to be boxing world champion at the same time that I'm PFL world champion, MMA champ, and boxing champ at the same time. Um, I want to be able to make over a million dollars for a purse. You know, hopefully, I, I believe that my highest purse in boxing will be 10 million for, for a fight. You know, we just have some work to do, but I'm close, so, super, super close already. So that's the goal is to get it to where it's a million, two million, three, four, five, but I believe 10, you know, just on a regular basis. And um, as far as outside the ring, just my goals, like I said, I wanna have the big, the big mansion. I wanna have my dream car have a family, husband, kids, and just have a great legacy, you know, a great legacy that I came from nothing being like dirt, dirt poor. And now I turned out to be the greatest woman of all time with my hard work, with, you know, with believing in God, with prayer, with hard work, right? And just always showing that I didn't let my surrounding defy me. That's my biggest thing. You know, I'm always preaching to people like, it doesn't matter where you're from. It doesn't matter what your parents did that doesn't dictate your future. So I took control of my future at a very young age. I listened to what I felt that my purpose was and I've been fulfilling my purpose for a long time. So hopefully when I'm done, I have everything that I want and I can just put the gloves and put the, put the gloves and put the MMA gloves down and just say, hey, I fought everybody. I did my best. Um, these are my accomplishments. And this is what makes me the greatest woman of all time and just being a great person overall. That's just what it is for me. It's a, a great message. I think to leave on is it, it, like you said, it doesn't matter what background you come from. Don't let that dictate your future. And that's so very true. Uh, Clarissa, yeah. thank you so much. It was great chatting with you. Clarissa's back in the ring February 5th in Cardiff Wells, defending her middleweight titles against Emma Cozen. Clarissa, see ya. Thank you. See you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to us on Fight Up TV. If you enjoyed this, leave us a five-star review. It would really help us out a lot. Stay up to date with us as well via social media and follow us on at Fight Up TV. Thank you.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.